Christmas. Um, so it's great to be together as a family, um, two days until Christmas, and, um, and somebody said this morning, like, this is, this is our family, and it's a great thing to be together and, and to celebrate together, and so I really am thankful to be with you this morning. And, and over the last few weeks, we've been talking about encountering Christmas. And you can look up here at, at the piano, and we have the candles that we've lit for Advent so far. So far, uh, the first week, we talked about hope, um, and, and we talked about the hope that Jesus brought, that, that this is all about Jesus. And, and we, we looked at Zachariah's song and saw that, that even for Zachariah and the miraculous things that were happening around him, it was about Jesus. It was about the Savior that came to give us hope. And so we lit the hope candle. And then um, the second week, we had our, our children's musical, and, and what a great job they did um, sharing God's word with us. And so we went ahead and lit the joy candle our second week. And we're actually going to be talking about joy um, tomorrow night at the Christmas Eve service, and there's a, there's a big event that themed around joy, and so we, we talk, we're, we're going to talk about the joy that Jesus brings. Um, and, and then last week, um, we talked about love, the fact that Jesus came because he loved us so much that, that he came so that we could have life, life and light through him. And so today, I want us to look into Luke chapter 2. Um, verses 8 through 14, and if you've been at Christmas or Christmas Eve services, you've probably heard this read before. Adam read it just a little bit ago. I want to read it again with you, and, and I want to talk about an, another thing that Jesus brings, and that's peace. So let's read together. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. you <clears throat> this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So, so this is the shepherds. They're out in the fields. And, and I, I can't help but when I read that, I, I, I just think this is such a funny little passage. And, and I can't help but talk about the funniness of this passage for just a minute. Because we've got these shepherds, right? And they're out in the fields and it's dark. And they're just going about their normal business. And once again, we see throughout the Christmas story, we see that angels show up and tell people things. And every time angels show up, the response from the people is the same, right? They're terrified. I've never seen an angel other than my wife. <laughs> I've never seen an angel. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was cheesy. I've never seen a real angel. Odds are if I did, I would, it seems like every time an angel shows up in scripture, people are terrified, right? And so we see these shepherds, they're out in the field, everything's just going, and, and this angel shows up, and they're terrified. And the angel, as they do every time when they show up and somebody's terrified, the angel says, do not be afraid. But I think this is really comical because these shepherds are out in the darkness, the angel shows up, they're terrified, do not be afraid, and then all of a sudden, hey guys, come on out, and all these angels show up. Like as if one angel wasn't terrifying enough, we're going to bring out a heavenly host. And they say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. I, I think 
what an amazing piece of scripture. What an amazing thing the Christmas story is. Just all of the different people that, that God sends his angels to tell about Jesus coming. And, and what an awesome thing that we can celebrate hope and we can, we can celebrate joy and we can celebrate love and we can celebrate peace because these are the things that Jesus brings. And so today I want us to talk about the peace that Jesus brings. I really want us to focus in on verse 14. So the shepherds are out there. And the, the angels show up, and they all show up, and they sing, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace. That's pretty good stuff, right? You like peace, don't you? Peace is a rare commodity in my household. I have four boys. Somebody just told me this morning that one of my kids was running around the kid's wing, and Megan was chasing him, and there's, there's not a lot of peace in our house a lot of times, right? And these angels show up and they say, glory to God in the, in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The, peace is a major theme in the Christmas story. This isn't the only time we hear about peace. In fact, if you go to the book of Isaiah, there were prophecies long before this moment with the shepherds. There were prophecies about the peace that Jesus would bring. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 is one of the most famous ones. It, it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And then it says this, Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. So Jesus came, glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth. Jesus is the prince of peace, and of his peace there will be no end, right? That's great. How many of you are in for that? Sign up. Yes, put me down for peace. I'm good with it. Here's the thing. I, I want us to talk about what that, what that really means, because the truth of the matter is, life isn't always peaceful, is it? How many of you had a peaceful week? Raise your hand. Okay, a few of you. Maybe I'm maybe 4% of you had a peaceful week. I want to tell you about my Wednesday, okay? I'm not even going to tell you my whole week. I'm just going to tell you about my Wednesday, okay? So I got up in the morning, and there's four boys there, and two of them are going to get on the bus and go to school, and then two of them I've got to get to the church and then get on about my day, right? And so I get up. This is a normal morning, Monday through Thursday. This is how my life works. And, and, and Wednesday morning I got up, got the two on the bus, everything was going okay, and then I got up and I realized, uh-oh, there's no clothes laid out for the younger boys, and, and I'm not a morning person, so a lot of times for me, it's not like I wake up at 4 a.m. like some of you and just have all morning to think about these things. I'm usually pretty rushed. And so I start looking for clothes, and I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I don't even know where some of my kids' clothes are. Like, it seems like they're in a different place every day. And so I'm looking for clothes. I'm running late. I've got stuff to do. There's a funeral that I've got to be at, and, and I'm, I'm worried about getting to that funeral. And so I finally, I get clothes on the boys. Here we go. We're ready to go. Now all we got to do is put the shoes on, right? And, and sometimes I think that there's a game in my house that we hide our shoes just to drive me insane. And if you want to know where my peace ends, it's in the search for my kids' shoes. 
Because I turn into the Incredible Hulk. Like the longer I take looking for the shoes, the longer I can't find them, veins start popping out on my neck and I start turning green and I just, I'm going to be honest with you, I want to throw things. I want to break things. Like it drives me insane. And so Wednesday morning, where are the shoes? How could there possibly not be? Uh, the shoes have to be here, right? I looked in the shoe spot, in the family room, in the kitchen, in the laundry room, in our room, in the bathrooms, upstairs, downstairs, in the basement. Where are the shoes? And I'm stressed out, and I'm running late. Finally, I just grab a pair of Charlie's shoes for Jack. I throw them on there. We're going to go. We're going to make it work, right? <laughs> and so I take them to church. I come here. They, they come to the preschool. And, um, and I drop Jack off there, and then I walk Charlie over to his class, and I get up there, and I see on the little sign that that, that day, Wednesday, was Charlie's Christmas program. Now, <laughs> first of all, Charlie, <laughs> his daddy dressed him, so he, he did not look ready for a Christmas program. But the other thing is, I had a funeral to go to, and Megan was at school teaching, and everybody else, I called my parents, they were in Columbus, there was nobody available to go to Charlie's thing, and I thought, oh no, I can't be at Charlie's thing now, he, he's going to be the only one there whose parents aren't there with him, and I felt terrible, but I, had, I needed to go to this funeral, and so I, I got in the car, I, I, I was upset about it, I got in the car, and I started driving towards the funeral, I called the church, I, I asked Hannah, um, who's our office administrator, I said, can you send me the address for the church where the funeral is? So she sends it to me. So I'm driving down Cox Road, headed to 42, because apparently this funeral is in Sharonville. She sends me the address. I get it. I click on it. Maps comes up, tells me where it is. And I think, that's kind of odd. It looks like it's more over in Springdale than Sharonville. But whatever, I'll follow it. I, I'm a trusting guy. So I drive there. I get all the way there. I'm running a few minutes late. It's like 11.05, and I pull up to the end of my route, and it brings me out between Lowe's and Home Depot right by Tri-County Mall. And there is not a United Methodist Church in sight, and I, I, I think, are they meeting in one of these buildings? What's and I'm late, and now I, I, I looked at it again, and the phone had messed me up, and for some reason, maps didn't get the address right, and it just took me to some random spot in Springdale instead of where I was supposed to go. And so now I'm too late for the funeral. I've missed the funeral, luckily. That gave me the opportunity to go back and be with Charlie, which was a good thing, so I got to be there. But, but so you can see, my day's not very peaceful, right? Then I go through the day. At the end of the day, I've got two things planned. When I leave the church, I'm going to go get a haircut because my hair's too long and I hate my hair being long. And number two, I'm going to mow the lawn because I'm a terrible, terrible homeowner and I hadn't mowed the lawn before the end of the season and my grass is too tall and it's terrible. So I was going to mow the lawn because it was a nice day, one of our last ones, right? So I, I leave. I drive to the haircutting place that is supposed to be open 9 to 5. For some odd reason, Wednesday, they decided not to be there. So, no haircut. Then I drive home, and I get home, and I go into the garage, and I try to fire up that mower, and guess what? Mower won't start. Once again, the hawk's coming out. I'm like, I want to pick this mower up, and I want to throw it. So, anyway, that was my day. Not peaceful, right? I mean, there were, how many times that day did I want to pull my hair out? How many of you have had a week like that? Or at least had a day this week like that. The truth of the matter is, when we talk about peace on earth, peace is pretty hard to come by, isn't it? Our lives aren't very peaceful. In fact, I'll bet peaceful would be one of the last words you would use to describe your life. Am I right? 
If you have four kids, I'm right. I know it. <laughs> Our lives not very peaceful. Well, we're not alone. Because see, when the angels came and they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests, and then Jesus comes in the manger, and the immediate result of Jesus coming was not peacefulness all around. In fact, if you read the Christmas story in other parts, we see that the wise men went past King Herod, and King Herod was jealous of this baby that would be the king, and so King Herod didn't want this threat to his throne, and so he says, I'm going to wipe out all of the baby boys in Bethlehem. That's, wow, that's not peaceful. And all of a sudden, there are families who are losing baby boys because Jesus came. In fact, it even tells us that Jesus had to run away and evacuate. With, that they had to take Jesus to Egypt because it wasn't peaceful, it wasn't safe. And so when this says, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace, I don't think it means that everything is just going to be perfect and peaceful and your life is just, you're, we're just going to all sit around and sing kumbaya and be happy and and have our arms around. I don't think that's what this is talking about. And so I want to look at what is this talking about? What is the peace that Jesus brings? Because I believe the angels weren't lying when they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. I believe that the prophets weren't lying when they said, of his peace there will be no end. So what are, what are the things, what peace is this talking about? I got three things real quick. Number one, Jesus came to give us spiritual peace, spiritual peace. See, here's the thing. We talked about this last week. God created, Jesus created, and we blew it. We blew it. We messed things up. We're pretty good at messing things up, aren't we? And, and the truth is, we were messed up and we weren't right with God, how many of you have someone in your life that you just feel like you have, don't point to them please, but you, but you feel like you have to walk on eggshells around them? Maybe it's, maybe it's at work, you feel like, I can't mess up, or I'm in big trouble, or there's somebody in your life that you just think, oh, if I say one wrong thing, they're going to get me. That, that's how we should be, because we blew it. We should be worried every day that, that we're going to blow it and that we're going to miss out on what God has for us. But the truth of the matter is Jesus came so that we could have peace with God and we don't have to walk around on eggshells. We don't have to walk around worried about blowing it because Jesus came so that we could have life and light and reconciliation with God. Romans chapter 5, 1 through 2 and 10 through 11 says this. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only this this so, 
but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. So we have peace with God through Jesus. That's number one way we have peace. You don't have to walk around on eggshells worrying about being super perfect or or God's going to strike you with lightning. That's not how this works. You don't have to walk around with a scarlet letter on your chest because you're just a terrible, sinful person. That's not how this works because Jesus came to give us peace. That's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. Number two, I believe Jesus came to give us inner peace. So peace with God and then inner peace. We talked about this. The truth of the matter is, just because Jesus came to earth, that did not mean that everybody wrapped their arms around each other and sang kumbaya and everything's perfect. You have chaos in your life, don't you? There is darkness around you. There, it, just go to Target's parking lot today and you will experience chaos. Like, it's not just super peaceful. We live in a time that's not peaceful. There's arguing, there's, there's hatred, there's stuff all around us. We live in a time of darkness. This world is full of darkness. But I believe Jesus came so that we could have peace within. For some of you, getting together with your family in the next few days will be chaotic. For some of you, you're going you're gonna to be to get, you're going you're gonna to celebrate this Christmas season, but there's things in your life that, that you're going to think about that aren't peaceful. Some of you have experienced loss, and it's not always peaceful, but Jesus came so that we could have inner peace. We talked about Jesus is our hope. Jesus came so that we could have life. And we could have light. And we, we talked about that light last week that when there's darkness around, the light shines and shows us what's really going on. I was thinking about this. If you walk into a dark room, it's kind of scary, right? Or if I'm, in, if I'm in my basement and the lights go off, the power goes off, it's incredibly scary. Because I'm going to step on a lot of things that are really going to hurt. And... And when it's dark, if you're in the middle of a dark forest, it's scary, isn't it? Are any of you scared of the dark? I'm I'm a little bit scared of the dark. (laughs) Darkness is scary. It's unknown. But man, when you bring light into the situation, all of a sudden you can see what there is around you. If, If you're in your house and you hear something and you think, what is that? And you start to think and it's kind of scaring you. If you turn on the lights and see that it's nothing... You're okay, right? Light gives us peace in the darkness. That's why Jesus came, so that we could have peace. Jesus is the light that shines on our chaos, on our darkness, and shows us that, guess what? Everything's going to be okay because we have a Father in heaven who loves us, and we have hope in the kingdom of God, which is a government on whose peace will never end. What a wonderful thing. So Jesus is the life and the light. We talked about that last week. Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Good news. Your peace is not dependent on your circumstances. Your peace is not dependent on your circumstances. It doesn't matter what happens to you You can have peace through Jesus. 
Because you know that God's kingdom has come, that God's kingdom is coming, that Jesus is coming again, and you are loved by the creator God, and regardless of what people say to you or do to you, you have the kingdom of God, and that's all that matters. You can be at peace. You can have an inner peace despite the things that go around you. Your, your experience of peace this Christmas season will be directly related to your focus on the giver of peace. This is important. This is really important. Your experience of peace will be directly related to your focus on Jesus, who is the giver of peace. If you're focused on other things, if you're focused on going to Target and getting something, you're not going to have peace. You may have pockets of peacefulness, but you're not going to experience real peace if you're not connected to Jesus, the giver of peace. Number three, I believe that the peace that Jesus brings is a contagious peace. It's not just, hey, we sit back and we receive peace. It's that we become peaceful and we start to spread peace. This isn't just something that Jesus did. This is something that Jesus is continually doing. Jesus brings peace, and one of the ways Jesus brings peace is through us. This is really cool. This, 2 Corinthians 5, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. So that's what we just read about previously. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. That's what we talked about, about not having to wear the scarlet letter. And he has committed the, to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So here's how this works. In this Christmas season, we receive peace from Jesus. We have peace with God. We have inner peace that, that's not according to our circumstances, but that comes from Christ. And because of that, we can become givers of peace. We can share peace with others. This is, this is really cool. When the, when the angels came and said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to everyone, that doesn't mean, boom, peace. This is a plan of Jesus bringing peace and then sending us to bring peace to others. We are here to glorify God. And if we will live at peace, the peace that Jesus brings, we will begin to be givers of peace and the people around us will receive peace through us. Just last night, I was at the hospice um, center with, with, with the Fusons and their whole Sunday school class or connections class showed up and stayed for hours. Why did they do that? Because they loved them and they wanted to bring peace with them. And they became bearers of Jesus' peace to people that needed it. You have the opportunity every day in your family, with your kids, at work, at school, wherever it is you go, you have the opportunity to be a giver of peace. Because the peace that Jesus gives isn't something we sit on and hoard. It's something that flows through us and we become 
givers of peace. If you're not experiencing the peace of Jesus this Christmas season, I would go as far as to say you're probably spreading something other than peace. You're probably spreading chaos and darkness. I was thinking about this at our house. Sometimes if I'm not at peace or if Megan's not at peace and then something happens, we tend to react not peacefully. And then our, and, and Eli, I love Eli. He's such a wonderful kid. He's a little bit emotional. And if, if we're not at peace and something happens and we don't react peacefully, usually that turns to Eli taking in all of that lack of peace. And all of a sudden, he's not peaceful with his brothers. And he starts to, to be difficult with his brothers. And then they start fighting. And all of a sudden, it's all chaos, right? And it's all because I wasn't able to live peacefully there. I wasn't able to hold and represent Christ and my family through peace. But the opposite is also true, and that's what we were just talking about, that if you have the peace of Christ this Christmas season, you have the opportunity to share that with others. If you don't have to worry about earning your salvation, if you don't have to worry about earning love, guess what? You're free to share the love you have with others and the peace you have with others. That means when you drive out of here and someone cuts you off or someone gets mad at you and honks at you or, or, you know, does something really mean towards you, you can be at peace and you can spread peace. That means when you go to the store and everyone's arguing and fighting over that last toy, you can be a, a channel of peace. That means when people are arguing at home, you don't have to jump in and, and be the answer to, you can, you can bring peace. And so not only do we get peace with God, not only do we get inner peace that's not, that's not um, dependent on our circumstances, but we get to be givers of peace. And so if our experience of peacefulness is dependent on our focus on Jesus, then guess what? Our ability to give peace will be dependent on our focus on Jesus. I said that really poorly. But if our experience of peace this Christmas season is directly related to our focus on Jesus, then then giving peace to others will be directly related to our focus on Jesus. And so I want to ask you again, how many of you would sign up for peace this Christmas season? If I said, I will just, you can have peace this Christmas season, we're all in, right? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of darkness? Aren't you tired of pain? Aren't you tired of people hating each other and arguing with each other? Don't you want peace? Jesus came so that we could have peace. And Jesus wants to spread peace through us. So that brings up an important question, and that's this. How do we receive the peace that Jesus brings this Christmas season? This is an important question. I think when the angels came, that one verse we read earlier, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. I believe that that whole statement's important. Sometimes we just look at the peace on earth part of it and we miss the glory to God part of it. But the truth of the matter is, glory to God and peace on earth can't be separated. They can't be. You're not going to have peace if you're not living for God's glory. If we don't live to give God glory, we won't experience the peace that God has for us. If we're living for ourselves, we're going to miss it. And so here's a simple answer for you this Christmas season. How can we have the peace of Christ? 
I believe it's as simple as this. By giving glory to God in everything we do. To give glory to God in everything we do. So the angels show up. The shepherds are out there. It's dark. The angels show up. They're scared. All of this is happening. And the angels say, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And they've told him about this baby. And what do the shepherds do? They don't say, cool, I'll put that in my pocket for later. That's great. They don't say, hey, that's good news. You know, I'll, I'll write that down and remember it later. No, what do they do? They go to Jesus. They, they have to experience this Jesus that's going to bring peace on earth. They have to give glory to God. And so the shepherds immediately go and they find Jesus. And guess what happens when they find Jesus? We're going to talk about this tomorrow night. They start to go and share it with everybody because Jesus brings peace and joy. And so the shepherds immediately give glory to God by following Jesus. Listen, there, there's, there's a lot of things that you can be focused on this Christmas season. I mean, let's get real for a minute. You probably have a gathering that you're going to go to. Maybe you need to make food for it. You probably have to buy presents for some people in your life. You've done some shopping. Hopefully you're done with your shopping. But there's, there's presents that you have to give. You probably have, thing, you probably have a work party that you've got to get, get ready for. and be, Maybe you've already had all that stuff. But there's so many things in the Christmas season that demand our attention. And sometimes I think we make the mistake of thinking that the number one thing this Christmas season is I've got to have a good meal on Christmas. Or I've got to get my kids exactly what they need. Or I've got to be the, the perfect employee at Christmas season or something. We get our focus on all of those things. What if, what if this Christmas season your number one focus was to bring glory to God? What if the number one thing on your list to do these next few days was to give glory to God by receiving Jesus? I believe if that was the case, you would experience peace like you've never experienced peace before. The truth is this. You don't have to get your kids the perfect gifts. You don't have to make the perfect meal. You don't have, none of those things are going to give you peace. They might give you a momentary happiness and a momentary peace. But the only thing that get, can give you lasting, real peace is Jesus. And, and so I, I want to ask you this Christmas season, we got two days left. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. And I know that we've been through a big bulk of the Christmas season, but I want to ask you in these last two days to make the number one priority on your list of things to do to glorify God with your life. That means instead of spending all your time worrying about what you're going to make or what you're going to get or any of that stuff, that your number one priority is to make sure that you experience Jesus, that you experience the peace that Jesus has. What if this Christmas season, and instead of just a momentary peace, because this is the truth, I was talking to Eli this morning, we were on our way to church, and I said, don't you, do you have a good life, Eli? And he said, yeah, I have a pretty good life. It's a lot better, though, when I'm not in school, but I got to go back to school in a few days. Some, sometimes we view Christmas as that, don't we? We think of peace on earth, but we think of it as this block of time in the middle of a chaotic schedule that we have, we have peace. And we miss the fact that this Christmas and Jesus coming wasn't about us having four days of peace every year and being off work. 
It's about us experiencing peace all of the time. It's not about stopping the darkness for a few days so that we can just have a momentary peace. It's about us living to be, learning to live peacefully in the darkness and to be a light and to be a beacon of peace. And so what if this Christmas season, instead of putting everything else number one, gifts, family, food, all that stuff, what if the number one thing on your list was glorifying God, meeting Jesus, and experiencing the peace that Jesus brings. We're going to light the fourth candle this morning, and it's the candle of peace. And my prayer for you this morning is that over the next few days, you'll have good time with friends, you'll have good time with family, you'll you'll have a good party, whatever it is, but more than anything, my prayer for you is that you will experience the peace that Jesus brings this Christmas season, that you won't miss the opportunity to live with the peace of Christ forever. Number one, two things I want you to do. Number one, I want you to put Jesus first. I want you to really seek the glory of God in everything you do. And number two, I want you to become a beacon of light, a person who brings peace to everything. I want you at your family gatherings to be a giver of peace. I want you, when you drive out of here, when you go to the store, when you go eat, I want you to be a giver of peace. I want people, when they're around you, to experience the peace of Christ through you. So number one, experience the peace of Jesus. Number two, pass that peace on to others because I do believe that God's kingdom is here now And I believe that God's kingdom is a kingdom of peace, and I believe we are God's instruments to share that peace with the world around us. I want to close by reading something together. I don't often do this, but there's a a prayer of St. Francis Assisi, and I want us to read it together. I want you to verbally read it with me. Let's, Let's read this together. Is it up there? Here we go. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. The band's going to come up and we're going to sing one last song, but I just want to ask you one more time, not to miss this Christmas season, not to settle for something less than what God has for you, but to encounter Jesus, the hope, the love, the peace, and the joy that Jesus has for you this Christmas, these next few days. Put Jesus first, glorify God with everything you have, and be a giver of peace to others. Father, I love you. I thank you for a wonderful church. I thank you for wonderful people that show up and and are there for each other and people that give peace to others. And, And Lord, I believe that you want to use those of us that are sitting here today to be peacemakers in a world that's full of chaos. And so, Lord, I pray for each of us today that, number one, that we wouldn't miss you this Christmas season, that we would experience the lasting and eternal peace that you give. And number two, Lord, I pray that you would use us to spread that peace to the world around us. Maybe it's just somebody we bump into today. Maybe it's our kids. Maybe it's our coworkers. 
I pray that through us, they would receive peace. In Jesus' name, amen.